Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, listen, buster. You better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Let's go down to Christchurch. He'll have some good memories. We'll be Mikey. G'day, Mikey. G'day, Steffi. Um, you know, the great thing about this is that when my oldest, when my daughter, sorry, is going to be old enough to probably play competitive sport if she wants to, um, this will just be a matter of course, won't it? Like, like I think women's sport, and, and it is talked a lot on your station, but it will probably be 40% of the, of the content, which is just awesome, I think. Mm. Um, I think an obvious one for me would be, because I love golf so much, is Lydia Ko mm-hmm. and her first professional win, which was at Swinging Skirts back in 2014. And at the time, there was a lot of, will she, won't she go professional? She goes professional. She ends up winning three tournaments in that year. And I think she was, did she get to number one that year or was it the year after? Yeah, she was the world's youngest number one at, oh, I'm thinking 17. I'm not 100% sure, but you're right. She rocketed up, just rocketed. Yeah, yeah, quite outstanding. And and again, I mean, how how the, you look at golf clubs now, and the amount of young young kids um, who just idolise her, who play golf now, um, absolutely amazing. Um, but one for me was a special mention, and you really didn't get to watch it because back then it was just TV one and TV two, and not too many live events. But the the woman who epitomised, and I think probably brought triathlons to the to the New Zealand public. Well, does anyone remember Erin Baker? I remember Erin well at uh, in Hawaii. I just was like, wow, she is a weapon. Like, when I was growing up, I was like, is this the toughest human in New Zealand? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, unbelievable. Did you know that she apparently, out of the 121 tournaments that she entered, she won 104? I didn't know. That is amazing. Yep. Yep. That, that is amazing. I could Joseph almost Romano, go as far as to his, say books, he, he wrote that. I could almost go as far as to say, uh, Mikey, that's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is unbelievable. <laughs> but I do believe um, you. And that she, but she couldn't compete in the um, Hawaiian Ironman for quite some time because she got convicted um, because she was um, protesting in the Springboks when they were doing the, the rugby tours. Mm. So. Mm. So it took a while for her to get over there. But when, once she got over there, I think um, there was a USA triathlon magazine gave it triathlete of the decade. Um, she was so tough. And uh, I'm not sure if she's been mentioned today, but yeah, I'd just like to throw her name out there as the toughest woman, I think, um, to compete. Yeah, I saw an interview with her. I saw it a couple of weeks ago, and it was on Newsroom or the spin-off or something. And, they, and it was a present-day interview, and she still got that edge. You know, I still feel like yeah. she competes at everything. I reckon she tries to get to the checkout at the supermarket first, you know, and gets the best car park. <laughs> and I just feel like she's got yeah. that edge to it. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, good on you, mate. Have a good show. Top man, Mikey. Thanks, buddy. Um, we go to Christchurch now, and we're going to talk to Kenny. G'day, Kenny. G'day, Steffi. How are you? Oh, we just need to get... Kenny's actually in studio, New Zealand. He's normally ringing us from Christchurch, but he's, he's in studio. Uh, good to have you in Auckland. 
Thank you, Staffy. Thank yep. you. Good to put on a bit of good weather for a change. It's incredible that uh, Kenny and Sam had a side bet Chiefs versus Crusaders in the opening round. Of course, the Chiefs won. And they had a side bet of, uh, I think it was Waikato or something like that. Kenny's come up from Christchurch just to give Sam the payment can you believe it, Sam, when Kenny walked in? Couldn't believe it, sitting out at the cafe there, and a uh, man in a suit comes up and says, say you, Sam Hewitt, and I was like, yeah, and he's like, uh, Kenny from Canterbury, here's, uh, <laughs> here's, the, here's the bet, and I was like, don't tell me you flew all the way up just to give me that, Kenny, and uh, t- a bit disappointed, Steph, because it wasn't a box of Waikato. Um, <laughs> God's, that, God's, God's water, um, but it was a nice bottle of rosé, uh, which will go down a treat with Katie, and uh, given it's... International Women's Day, I might just say I bought that one myself. <laughs> <laughs> you scammer. You scammer. But Kenny, good to have you. In sh- I, you, you popped in. I said, hang around. We'll, get, we'll have a chat to you in studio. So I've assigned you the duty of um, sporting moments of woman for you. Well, there's quite a few that come to mind, Steph. Uh, I don't know if, whether it was earlier this year or later last year, but a um, bit of a golfing one. Uh, Kirsty Stanaway pumping at 280 metres down the fairway at Rimuera. <laughs> That's got to be up there. She should be on Mount Rushmore, surely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in all seriousness, um, Yvette Williams, yeah. I think it's pretty hard to go past that. It's going back a wee while, but, uh, you know, athlete of the century, I think it was in late 80s for the 100th anniversary. And well, you've got the Evers Swindells, you've got Sarah Ulmer. There's just so many to choose from, and it's... Um, it's a good opportunity to celebrate it. Yeah. Susan's a boy as well. Uh, was it five or six uh, British Opens, which was the unofficial world championships, I think, when when she was playing. And I mentioned Barbara Kendall as well. But the Sarah Ulmer one, I actually touched on it yesterday, was it's weird that the, my endearing memory of that race was her gasping for air at the end, at the end of the race. And I don't know... I don't know. We've got some audio of Sarah Ulmer, I think. Uh, Sammy, have we? Of that wonderful race. Here it is. She's going to be the Olympic champion. Take a bow, Sarah Ulmer. In the front straight. And the world record may fall as well. It will. What a moment. 324-537. It's a moment to cherish. Pure gold for a humble champion. And if you're not old enough to remember that, I do encourage you to go back and have a look. It was phenomenal. Someone talked us through the race yesterday saying at the halfway stage she was about a second and a half down and just motored home. And I was just telling Kenny actually just before the show started that I was in the Wellington in the old Wellington airport and she'd arrived internationally or she was transiting somewhere and she was at the check-in counter next to the check-in counter I was at and I was just in awe of this messy-haired little human who'd just done that for New Zealand and I was speechless. I wanted to say congratulations. I wanted to say g'day. Uh, But I was just so in awe and um, to be in the presence of someone that had done something like that that I was so invested in just a few days before I actually saw her at the airport. It was was an amazing, amazing effort. I've just realised too that the Rural Roundup is on across the country. Um, except for Wellington and Auckland, I think. Kenny, do you get the rural roundup on Wednesdays, 12 to 1? I'm never quite sure if it goes to correct. Yeah, you you do. do. Okay, so Auckland and Wellington, we need you to call. Um, so it's it's Metro, Auckland and Wellington, 0800 150 811. Share with us, please, your favourite female sporting moment of all time. It might be a Serena Williams moment. It might be a Steffi Graf or a Chrissy Everett. It could be Marion Jones. Um 
what was that amazing um, pole vaulter, world record holder? I watched her all the time. Amazing pole vaulter. Anyway, there'll be something there, out there. Auckland, Wellington, give us a yell. 0800 150 811, Midday Madness. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Love to hear from you. Uh, the microphone's not working between me and Sam. I've been talking to him for about a minute and he never looked up once. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I must have had you on mute. I was waving and trying to find you. Sorry, I, mate. I what just, did you want to ask? Let's, I, let's bring it on here. No, I just wanted to ask you about the experience in Wellington, actually, because you've been away um, been away the last couple of days. We've mm. had Niv and Captain K doing a wonderful job. The experience of Sky Stadium, I don't think you've called a game at Sky Stadium before? Haven't called a game there. Been to a couple of All Blacks tests, um, but never called a game. But you yeah, know, it was it was brilliant. It was um, it's a little bit f- uh, lower to the ground. Mount Smart, you're you're up a lot higher. You get a much more bird's eye view of it. Um, so I find I found that quite uh, quite interesting. A little bit different as well. Um, you don't sort of see the numbers as well and the players, so you're sort of uh, guessing from time to time. But no, I really did enjoy it. Um, obviously, great, great win for the for the Warriors and calling alongside George Layport, you mentioned before, and his analysis was just fantastic. Mm. Um, you sort of wonder sometimes when you get a bit of the older heads in there whether or not they watch a lot of the NRL and how they assess it. But he he was just so up to speed with um, all the clubs and the players and how the teams are playing. And uh, there was just those little nuggets about, you know, oh, well, the, the, the Knights' defence there was collapsing in, which allows more space. You know, like it was it was real insightful for me calling alongside. So, yeah, great to, great to kick off 2023 with a big dub, yeah? Big dub. Big dub, yeah. And shows that I'm not the, uh, not the curse. You know, yeah, like every game it. Sam calls the Warriors lose. <laughs> I have called a win from time to time, but you know, I enjoyed it. And then stayed down for a couple of days, played a bit of golf, uh, played Pada Pada Umu. Oh, iconic. Iconic, um, Sam. Score? Irrelevant. Um, okay. But all I'll say is, is there, is there, do you need to put tussock everywhere? <laughs> like, do you need to put that, do you need to line every fairway with just thick, un, you know, undiscoverable tussock that um, I lost a mini ball? In fact, off the first tee, I hit, I think, the best drive I've ever hit. Dead straight, drilled it right basically down the middle. It's just a shame that it's sort of dog leg left, left and the middle bit's all tussock, so it went straight in there and <laughs> I lost it. But it was literally the best drive I've ever done. Um, but no, I really enjoyed that and then played uh, Shandon and Mittimer as well. So um, Shandon's good. I really enjoy Shandon. Shandon was great. Nice, easy track, pretty wide and open. All you got to deal with is trees, a few water hazards here and there. But it started bucketing down on about the 13th hole and we thought well we're going to get wet anyway let's just keep playing and by the 16th the, the, the greens were just lakes like you'd put it and it would go <laughs> 10 centimetres in front of you so we had to give up but I was playing the round of my life too um, School? Irrelevant um, <laughs> but I was getting better I was getting better over the weekend as you do but you know did they they turned it on down there in Welly and um, yeah just what a weekend like Warriors win bit of golf and hanging out with mates and then no, back up here into the big chair. Para para umu. You yeah. probably is that the first time you've played it? Yep. Yeah. So I used to play it a lot in, in my younger days. Yeah. And uh, there Tell were me a, a secret. The eh? Tell me a secret. A secret. Yeah, well, you know, I feel like this is you you're about to reveal something that I didn't know that now's gonna make a lot of sense now that I've played it. Um well no, I'm just telling you how much it's changed over the years. Oh, okay. Because it's a Lynx course, Lynx mm. being coastal, right? Yep. But there were a lot of trees, and Bob Charles said to them, if you want this to be a true international Lynx course, there's too many trees. Okay. Because it blocks all the wind and then the natural 
um, the natural climate. So they chopped down a truckload of trees, and I hated it after they got rid of the trees. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I I I love trees. Mm. I love trees and clouds. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just, <laughs> interesting of, combo. Yeah. Part of, part of the allure to a golf course is me is the trees, and you just look at a tree and go, "You're a hundred years old. You're a oh, wow. That is very unique. Yeah. I love old trees and tree lined fairways, and I don't care if they're really thick and if you go in them, you got to chip sideways and take your measures. Mm. I just love big trees on golf courses. Well, I love big trees. Like, can I have the trees without the tussock? Yeah, tussock. Yeah, because th- that's why I like um, Shandon is that look, you do a really bad drive and it's you're not an ideal location, but it's recoverable. Whereas at Paraparaumi, you're just losing balls. It's actually quite funny because I told my mate who dropped me off at the airport, I said, "Oh man, I'm a bit worried." I was a bit worried when I left Auckland. My golf bag weighed 22 kgs, and I think the limit's 23. And then when I put it on the rack in Wellington, it was like 21. And he was like, it's because of all your lost balls. <laughs> and it's so true. Balls. Pretty much. I lost about 14 balls. But um, yeah, I, I, I prefer tree-lined yeah. sort of fairs. Not Obviously, you don't want it too sort of narrow and compact. Don't want narrow. No, nah, but you just, yeah, you don't mind the sort of separation of the fairways being, being trees. I mean, the, I think the big thing for me, like the greens were very tough. Um, there were a couple that really sloped away. So like, you know, if you stuff up, your, your putt, your, like most courses I'm just like first putt get it close two putt I'm fine with but here it was like like you almost have to get it in otherwise it's going it's in, going away but um, no I did I, I really enjoy beautiful course I mean I can still play terribly shoot very high and still really enjoy the course which I did enjoy the walk the scores just change, change your mindset oh yeah. had a cut. Yeah. did you can you take me back to the 18th at Paraparuma the par 5 towards the clubhouse yes I can. Yep, I can. Um, did you go down the left of the no, fairway? No, no, no. You're talking, about right? the, you're talking about the 17th, the one that has the little cutaway. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, the 18th. Were you down the right of the fairway or the left of the 18th? Uh, are you sure you're not talking about the 17th? 18th, par five. Did you did, When you're playing 18, did yeah, you go down uh, the right the left. or the left? You're the left. Okay, because yeah. on the right, yeah. about two metres from the rough, there's a plaque in the fairway. Oh, yeah, and Grant Waite hold his second from there. So I got an wow. alb- albatross. Jeepers. And I'm sure I've told you about the time I played Paraparumu. There's four par fives. Yeah. I eagled three of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In a trial. Gee. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It, yeah, it that's was ridiculous. But I hit my second mm. right next to Grant Waite's plaque. Wow, that's it. so. You are you saying there's a plaque there with your name as well? Well, I got back in the days of Twink. Yeah, yeah, I put my name on. Nice, good yeah. man. Yeah. I thought because I had a howling tailwind, yeah. which got me as far as Grant. Wait, admittedly, he would have been back tees. I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I hit, I think either a three iron or a, or a fairway wood edge of the green hold it. That was one of my eagles. But the funny thing is, while it's awesome, I got three eagles. I still didn't break 80. I was six under on three holes (laughs) and didn't break 80. Well, I think the 17th's the one where you can go to that little sort of cutaway on the right or the fairway goes around to the left. That's the 17th. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. And I I was the... Yeah, I won't use the word, but I, I went to the, the easy track, which is just to the right there, and then nice five iron in. Um, but the, uh, yeah, the 18th, unfortunately, I drove uh, onto the um, dri- the driving range yep. green right. on the right there, yep. practice green. So there's a few recovery shots out of there. Um, <laughs> and the last one I'm going to ask you about was it's the 13, 14, 15th, the 
the par three really Correct. drops away Correct. on the sides. So yeah, I went to the right, um, <laughs> which is where that thing, and then it was, I think, three chips. And the problem was, like, I'm very, and you, you can appreciate this about me, Steph, is I'm very, I know, I know, I know what I want to do. Like I've got all the data and all of the thing in my head. It's just execution. I'm terrible. So I knew at the bottom of the, the of the sort of ramp of the green there. All I wanted to do was get it up to basically hit the edge of that and then bounce on because the because the hole was just down from it. And so my first one bounced, but then came backwards and right. rolled back down. Second one bounced backwards. Third one bounced on. And I feel like I did nothing different on any of those three shots, but the third one just randomly did get up. But yeah, that was a. That was a seven or or something like that. See, I think for that shot, we're going far too in depth here, but I'm enjoying it. Coach me. Um, I feel like for a flop shot, that's what you were trying to play. Mm. You're too rigid. You need to be floppy. Okay. You need to be elastic and loose. Yeah. And I feel like you play like concrete. Oh no, no, no. I I can get very, very loose. Fl- yeah, yeah. I do loose. really like. But no, I um, I just suck with my sandwich, and I'm just not, a, <laughs> and I'm just not a good golfer. And now I'll tell you the most iconic duo people talk about. You know, I don't know, peanut butter and jam. Yeah. Uh, what's one for you? Ch- uh, chips and kiwi ba- dip. Bacon, bacon and banana. Bacon and me. banana. For, for Sam Hewitt, it's a seven on a par three. <laughs> that is just my bread and butter. Seven on a par three. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can go and play a par five and get five. Oh, yeah. And you're like, one's 480 metres mm-hmm. and I've had five. That one's 136 metres and I've had seven. Yeah, par three's should be the easiest thing for me. And I, I play my worst golf there. And just quickly, um, someone's asked, how did I find Miramar? Absolutely loved that one because I think it's score my best. Yeah, don't you like Minima? I find Mir- nothing wrong with the course. But I just find it's like up, back, up, back. Up, it sort back. of is. It's not. It's a lot less challenging than Parapara Umu, but that's probably suits my golfing mm. style a little bit more. But I, I actually shot. I think I shot forty four on the back nine, which I was yes, really happy Sammy. with. Yeah, it's a pair with a fifty seven on the front. <laughs> um, but have but, you broken a hundred? Uh, I broke it. Well, theoretically. Okay, so bear with me here, right, Shandon. So we're playing the back nine, and I'm on fire in the rain. Why? Because I'm just stepping up and hitting it. I'm not like we're running to our ball and just hitting it in the pouring rain to just get out of there. So I just wasn't thinking, and I was just hitting the best shots of my life. So we got to we got to hole 16. So we had 16, 17, 18 remaining, and we weren't going to play them. And so what did I do? I took the average of my back nine and just gave myself five, six, five on the last three holes. They're all par fours. I just said, oh, five, six, five. That seems fair with how I'm playing. So given I gave myself those three holes there, um, I finished Shandon on a 97. Mate, that's like me saying, um, I ran 80 metres in 10 seconds. Mm. I did 10 second 100. You reckon? you got to play them, Sam. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I, I, I had gone all of my... All, I actually been a bit harsh on myself because I had parred three holes on the back nine and like two par threes and a par four I had parred and then I had got like I hadn't hit a six in the back nine but you so gave yourself one I gave myself five six five I'm just trying to remember the last three holes at Shandon I know 18 they're all par fours yeah, yeah. three par fours but um, at Minimar, I think it's the 10th and you've got the parking lot on the right hand side yes you have very close to the fairway <laughs> um, I'll put one in that doesn't car park. Su- well so my mate Adam who was playing great golf on the day and I probably should mention as well, we played uh, Mitamar with Zane, our good caller Zane oh, from uh, from Parapara Umu. Um, shout out to you, Zane. And Adam stepped up and launched his driver straight into the parking lot. Ears out. <laughs> Definitely hit someone's car if you're listening. Um, <laughs> I don't know who to get in touch with, but I do know the man who hit the ball. So <laughs> if it was you, let me know. <laughs> Ever since I hit one into that car park, I always made sure when I went to the Wellington Airport, 
I didn't park there. No, and that's, I was talking to the boys out there. They said, oh, well, that's their fault. Everyone knows not to park in that in that one. In that spot. Because it's, yeah. Mm. Anyway, there you go. Good dissertation. Staff and Sam. Yeah, look, um, the, the calls are dried up during our golf chat. <laughs> 800 is the number. It is International uh, Women's Day. We want your favourite female sporting moment of all time. Um, particularly in, well, only in Auckland and Wellington because that's all who's listening because the rest of the country's on Rural Roundup. But keen to get your thoughts on your sporting female moments of all time and we'll take your calls after the news. You better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Oh, we've had some texts about our golf chat, Sam. I'd love to hear your calls on your favourite female sporting moment of all time. 0800 150 11. Can keep the lines open? Do call up or you're welcome to text them in as well. Uh, someone texted in and said they've changed the layout of Shandon two years ago. Well, I haven't played Shandon for over two years, so I wonder how would they change that layout? So you know the, the raised path that runs along the 15th, the big long par five that comes the back. The stop bank thing, yeah. Yeah, the stop bank thing. So you come back um, on the 15th and then the 16th starts just up on the top, like a little rise bank there, coming back towards the club room. Then I think it's a short par four on the 17th and then back up the other way to the club room. So it's sort of, that's your 16th, no one can see this, but that's your 16th, <laughs> then 17th, 18th, back okay. up. And they're both sort of pretty, they're all pretty straight, no dog legs or oh, I think you'd finish 5-6-5 five, five on those. At worst? At w- the way I was playing, you know? So uh, have you ever played 18 holes yeah. under 90? Okay, so, yes, Raglan. I'm pretty sure we talked about this. Raglan over New Year's, and I shot a 91. That's not under 90. Sorry, under. I thought you said under 100. No, un- oh, under 100, yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 91. And that was... <laughs> I got a birdie on the first hole. I drove the green on a par four. It was a massive downhill, and it just rolled all the way down and on the green. I was looking for my ball, like, in the trees and the tussock, and then all of a sudden there was a ball on the green. I was like, that's not mine. Sure enough, it was. Um, so 91, and, like, I felt like I made a mistake somewhere. I went back through my card. I was like, where did I make a mistake? But the thing is, you look at it, Steph. Last hole my- used to be the second. Got you. Got you. I'm with you. Thank you, Texter. So the... Um, so I, over the weekend, my three rounds, every single one of those three rounds, my first nine was 57, every single one. Wow. And then yes, on Monday, shot a 44. Another day, I shot a 46. You know, so I shoot really well on the back nine. So I think at Raglan, I just was able to do better on the front nine. Do you ever warm up? Do you ever hit balls? Yeah, I do up? generally go to the cage and hit a couple. But um, it's more, I think, the mental thing. Like mm. after nine, I'm either just, I've given up because I've played so bad. And suddenly I start playing good, or I'm just sort of like, ah, oh, I'm just going to not think and hit the ball. But either way, if I can convert that front nine, that back nine to a front nine, then away we go. Mikey G says he'd love to play golf with you, Sammy. He'd be hitting 80s every day with your rules. <laughs> I know, and this is like, you get everyone's getting a bad view of me because of that rule I told you about the tee box, and now they're hearing what I did on those <laughs> last three holes. I can tell you, Mikey, I am the most, most strict, honest, yes. most honest person you ever play with. Like the mate that I played with, Adam. He would give himself so many like little mullies and like he'd have a ball. There was one time I saw him hit a ball. I literally saw the tussock that it went into, like the little tuft Tough. sticking up. I saw it go into that, right? And he's over there looking and he's looking and then I sort of turn around and he's up on top of the hill where the, where it's grass and he and I was like, You found your ball? He's like, Oh yeah, it's just up here and I was like 
No, no it mate. was. And like, look, you play your own way, you do your own thing, but seriously, you're only cheating yourself, Steph. So, Kevin said the front nine is the back nine, and they swapped eighteen and two. Okay, I'm getting a. Pa- I'm going to have to go back to Wellington and play Shannon. Yeah, let's. Where my shoulder oh, lets let's me. Let's do an OB. <laughs> let's do an OB, <laughs> do an OB, from, OB Shannon. from Shannon. Yeah. Well, actually, is Ross Bond still the uh, secretary manager there? The golf manager. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, don't Do you know, know what, Ross Bond? No. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So Bondy's, Bondy, last time I was there, he was secretary manager. I'm pretty sure he's still there. And the great man Nails is the uh, club pro. Is the um, A lot of Hurricanes apparently are members there, a lot of Wellington rugby players. And I feel like I didn't recognise him. Um, it sort of looked like Duplessis Carithi, but there was a there was a very like big legs, big arm <laughs> guy playing and wearing the sort of rugby player type attire. And he was, uh, he was having a great day, so... Yeah, the Hurricanes alumni had a golf tournament there not too long ago, in January, I think, and Ross Bond was the coach of the Wellington Women's, or might still be Wellington Women's rugby team. Anyway, let's go to the phones with your women's moments. We go to Don and Taranaki. G'day, Don. G'day, mate. Uh, you don't need your fan, but I am here. Can you hear you clear as a bell? Good man. Um, yeah, um, my favourite mostly is definitely Sarah Olmer. So I actually met her with her bike on her car. The bike was worth more than the car, I think. Um, <laughs> Just down here doing um, a two-day race, yeah. And also, you want to sort of forget about Linda Jones, which is uh, horse riding. Yes, that's a good shout. That is yeah. a good shout. Yeah. Linda Jones and um, who was the other one? There was another one at about the same time as well, another woman jockey. Yeah, I remember. I can't think of her name. I can see the face, but I can't think of the name. Mm. I can't either. But, yeah, she was a trailblazing Talking about trailblazing woman, there's, there's, there's one for you there, uh, yeah. Linda Jones. Everyone tends to forget about it. Warm jockeys are nothing unusual now, but at the time, it was a big deal. Mm. Yes, good man. Good good memory, Don. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, have a good day. You too, buddy. You too. We'll go over to Aussie. Kiwi Darren and Aussie. Oh, he's not quite there yet. He's not quite there yet. Um, not sure you are that honest. The practice range at Pram off 18 is out of bounds. Yeah, I took the drop. Oh, you took the drop. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I think I, that's what I mean. I had a couple of recovery shots. I think I, I think I had to do it twice. Oh, well, you actually didn't hit from out. No, no, I took a drop, and then I'm pretty sure I hit it straight back into the driving range. <laughs> so, yeah, further down, obviously. Yeah. Oh, well, that's what we call military golf, don't we? Left, right, left, right. Uh, we go to Darren. Now he's there. G'day, Darren. Hey, Steffi. How are you? Good, Darren. Um, Ash Barty, 2021, Wimbledon. Oh, pretty, nice. Pretty bloody awesome, I tell you. Nice, nice, nice. We, uh, I know I live in Australia, but you got you got to admit she's a she's a cut above the rest. That lady, she's a, she's amazing. Breath of fresh air, wasn't she? Just again, I just love athletes yeah. that are real, and she was real, and that was all part of her quitting from tennis at the top because she, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. Well, yeah, she did it with cricket, and then she did it with tennis. So look out whatever sport she takes up, which I hear is golf. Yeah, um, apparently she plays pretty good golf. So. <laughs> So, you know, good honour. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know the whole country here went went nuts for it. And uh, you know, tennis needed. So women's tennis was pretty stale, I thought, until she came around. Yeah. No, she was. she's she's brilliant. And I hope she's not lost the sport. I'd love to see her make it in golf. That'd be brilliant. Oh, I'll tell you what, if she did that, who's going to play her in the movie? That's, that's probably the hard question. <laughs> isn't isn't she, is she engaged or married or something to a professional golfer? I don't know. I think her partner's a professional golfer for some weird reason. I might be wrong, but 
Oh, the poor bugger. How's he going to feel when she overtakes him? Because <laughs> she will. <laughs> she will. <laughs> yeah. So, no, she's, she's definitely very special, that one. Yeah, so, she is. Great shout. Yeah. Good All man. Right, cheers, mate. Cheers, buddy. Catch you later. Yeah. There's Darren from Melbourne. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, text from Andrew saying, loving this Paraparaumu uh, chat, boys. We did a similar trip up, a uh, uh, trip to Wellington playing Paraparaumu, Waikanae, Royal Wellington, and Miramar. I reckon I found some of Sam's bridge stones. <laughs> <laughs> when did you do that? You definitely have. You definitely, I gave a couple of free ones away. Like I just hit them into like a fair way, three ways across, and didn't even bother. Yeah. Yeah. Another text here from Josh saying, love hearing guys getting involved in golf uh, at any old age. Um, the big thing to remember is, is even the good golfers used to be terrible at some stage. And that's the beautiful thing about golfers is, like, I remember when I was starting, you might get drawn to play with a one or two handicapper, and it used to freak me out. And I'm like on a 28. Yeah. But they were just so welcoming and understanding of a golfer that hadn't been playing long. Yeah. Um, because everyone started poorly yeah you don't just start playing golf when you're good i think i sort of learned that lesson um when i picked up ice hockey you know you can't if you're an athlete you can't just get out on some skates and be an amazing skater you just can't it's just not how that sport works whereas you know you're a soccer player you go to rugby or vice versa you can generally pick up the mechanics quite quickly so i sort of learned that early on but you know it doesn't mean you don't get frustrated i mean i get very frustrated when i hit bad shots you just get frustrated in life yeah but no when you hit a bad <laughs> shot you know you get really annoyed at yourself but um i like playing with good good golfers because it gives you hope it's like <laughs> that's where i'm hopefully going to be one day if i just mm. sort of keep keep practicing so the only thing you need to work on is patience you want to be better quicker yeah no i so i rank my coach actually rang me after Padapanoma because i texted him being like mate I've got, I've got to give up the clubs. I've got to give up the clubs. I've got to give up the clubs. I've got to hang up the clubs. And he rang me and said, Sam, he said, you're you're the kind of guy who is used to putting in 100 into the into the input meter and getting 100 out of the output meter. Whatever you put in, you get out. You work hard, this happens, right? Things generally happen for you. That doesn't work in golf. You put in 100, you only get 20 back. And he said, it's not going to happen quickly, obviously, and, it's, and it doesn't always correlate to it. Like, you could practice nonstop for two months and go out and play and you hit 110. Yeah. So, you know, that actually helped me because on Sunday and Monday, and this is going to sound really self-deprecating, but before I hit, went to hit every shot, I just told myself, you're not that good at golf, mate. You're not that good. <laughs> Darwin. You're not that good. <laughs> yeah, I was literally Dole Darwin, and I was just like, you're not that good, and I'd just go up and I'd just hit it, and I did a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, know, you stand up, like, this is the funny thing. This is what makes me laugh about <laughs> golfers, and people hopefully will um, relate to the staff is, you know, you're as bad as I am. You're probably playing off a 36. The max, I think even max now is 54. But I you're think pl- it's gone out. You're, anyway. pl- you're playing bad. And you're like stuck under a tree and you think to yourself, can I can I do a little fade around this tree? Like, why are you even thinking of that? You know, so you step up, you hit it, and you hit it straight into the tree. And it's like, why do you even think you can play that shot? But I think that's what makes the game so fun is the the feeling. And as, as I've said before, you know, give me an IV line, an intravenous. Give me a drip into my veins of golf school. Of when you hit that shot straight on the green, four feet from the hole. Just inject that into my veins, <laughs> that feeling, because it's so good. <laughs> oh, it's been a few years since I played it, but that's the tenth at Raglan, Sammy. Down the hill, dog leg. That's the one. Hills funnel into that green. The first goes around to the right. That's the one, yeah. We, we started on the 10th because it was a busy front nine. So we started on the 10th, Brett, and you bang on. It's got the trees off to the left, just straight down a hill. And if you get that roll, you're away laughing. I understand we might be alienating non-golfers, but I think 
it's quite universal in in um in New Zealand. A lot of people have played or tried golf. They've yep. watched golf. They know people that play golf. Their dad played. Their granddad played. Their auntie played. All that thing. We've just got an invite from Brett. Full invite. Come and play Huntley. Sure. That's not far from here. That's we not could, far from yeah, here. Yeah, we could get down for a nine-hole twilight, maybe. Well, I'm thinking eighteen-hole on a Sunday, Sam. Oh, go on. <laughs> I'm just thinking post-work, nip down. Yeah. Um, Sarah Alma from Roger for me in the ultimate women's sporting moment, winning gold and hyperventilating after the win. Then thinking to myself, I could possibly push myself a bit harder around the footy field. Yes, Roger. When you see stuff like that, Roger, it inspires you to say. When I think I'm tired, I ain't tired compared to Sarah Alma. I can go a bit longer. Not a supreme athlete story. I climbed Mount Kaukau with a mate of mine and his family. They were all hikers, trekkers, fit as anything. Mount Kaukau, I think it's the highest point in Wellington. I only got about a third of the way up, and I said, i got to stop. I was knackered. And he said, mate, your brain gives up before your body does. Talk to your body, not your brain. And I kept going. And it was a little lesson I have never, ever, ever forgot. And Sarah Ulmer, she did it constantly on the world stage. Marie Linden from Richard, first woman to ride in the Melbourne Cup, and Ruia Morrison in tennis. Yes, there's a great story on, I think it's the spin-off, and they had a series called Scratched, I think, about heroes in New Zealand sport that you may not have heard of. Ruia Morrison, and finally at the, not the... ASB Classic this year, I think it was the previous one, they, she finally got recognised nationally for all of her achievements. And she was around the professional tennis scene when it was still amateur, well, the, the world tennis scene, and there weren't world rankings. And the feeling was she would have been damn near close to the top tennis player in the world in that time if there was a such thing as world rankings. Yes, great stuff. All right, uh, we'll take our last break before the news. We'll come back after that. Uh, text coming from... Don't know, but it's a text. Says Staffy, growing up in Welly and playing softball, I used to watch Gina Weber pitch to Leslie Monk. They were as good of a pitcher catcher combo as any men's. Gina was easily the best in the world of any woman's pitcher ever. I remember Gina Weber. Um, gosh, yes. Oh, I love my nostalgia, eh? I love it when, when you guys text it. And remember, the text line's open, available all the time, double eight, double three. That is the Tampa Bear Post text machine. You're on Afternoons with Staffy. Brought to you in association with Gull. They fuel your mission all year round, they do. Go to gull.nz, register yourself, and they'll send you a text or an email when they have their already economical fuel just that little bit cheaper. 10 cents, 12 cents, I've seen 15 as well. So make sure you get notified when that's in and support them because they support us and they're a great part of the show. Coming up after the news, we're going to catch up with Zoe Hobbs, the Kiwi 100-metre sprinter who's just again broken the New Zealand Oceania record. Great friend of the show. She'll be joining us after one. But for now, new sport and weather, here's John McNeil.